The Pal Show, episode 8, take 510. Alright, so today I've got my friend Mitchell Coltis on here. I'm your host, Clayton Powell. And first I want to give a shout out to my friend CJ who did that little intro that you just saw if you're watching on YouTube. And um, he's doing some graphic design stuff and wants to make logos for people and everything. So if you're interested in that, then you can email him at cjkelly447 at gmail.com. I'll have it in the description on YouTube. So uh, Mitchell Coltis, my friend from high school here, and he's going to tell you a little bit about his background. So welcome to the show, Mitch. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, I went to high school with Clay. Um, wrestled since I was like five years old and then I wrestled a semester in college stopped wrestling there because I just didn't didn't like the college and then they ended up closing down a semester after I left and then uh, now I coach wrestling at, at my alma mater and coach football at my alma mater too so it's a pretty good gig yeah that's awesome so did was it kind of like a good thing that they closed down after you were there because yeah it was like so they were a branch campus I went to Urbana University they were a branch campus of Franklin University because I think they already went bankrupt before they actually closed down. Oh. So I think Franklin bought them out and then COVID kind of yeah. sent them down the pooper. I felt so bad for all the students, but really, and the athletes, because the athletes all, like, if they wanted to have another el- eligibility year or whatever, mm-hmm. they had to transfer and that would just that'd be tough. Yeah, there were, a lo- I think, two of the wrestlers. I know two of them went to the same college. I think another one went to Defiance. Um, the other two, one of them went to Watkins, which is like right down the road from Heights. I was friends with him, and, and then Cole was the other one. They they, they both went to Greenville State, um, and they put they they placed at the the conference championships this past weekend. So, oh wow, they both did pretty well. Well, that's good. So, um, what was I going to talk about first? Um, oh yeah, so when you were in high school. And in school growing up, I feel like you were the you were you always had a chip on your shoulder, and you'd always show up on time and like be the hardest working person there. So, kind of talk about how you were always like the smallest person, and then ended up, you know, growing up and mm-hmm. like leading our football team and wrestling and everything like that. I think that that came mostly from wrestling. Like my, I think the first year I played football. I was the smallest kid on the team. I don't really remember that year. I remember we sucked. I was on Spencer's team. We <laughs> scored six points the whole year. Mini gray? It was no, it was mini white. Oh, it was okay. in first grade. Yeah, Spencer scored the only touchdown of the year. We we <laughs> sucked. We were awful. And then the next time I played football was for um, senior white, and that's when we had like Seth Goodson, Maurice, Tanner, Jake. Like our team was sweet. Stacked. Yes, and I, obviously I didn't play. I played line actually that year. I played line, linebacker, and I think corner. Yeah. Just because they wanted to put me on the field, sometimes because I was like one of those players like, you get eight plays. You're not playing yeah. any more than that. And then, goal when I, when I played for senior gold, we weren't we weren't very good still. But I like I, I've always tried to have a chip on my shoulder because like I knew I wasn't very very big, wasn't very fast, wasn't very strong. I just wasn't a great athlete um but I think that like a lot of that the chippiness came from wrestling because like that's a sport where you got to have a chip on your shoulder you got to push through adversity almost like almost every match you're not going to always get in a position that you want to be in so you got to fight through it so and then in high school I think 
it like had an it was like an added chip on my shoulder just because like um there were a lot of people saying like that I shouldn't play football like one of my wrestling coaches was like why are you playing football and I was like because I want to play football and I like actually yeah. thought about it like why why am I playing football and then like that was my freshman year and I I played and I I'm so glad I did I wish I could play in yeah. college but I'm not very big so yeah and then you also like controlled what you can control you know like yeah. as far like weightlifting and um having a good football IQ and everything mm-hmm. also helps and then I feel like a lot of people with the highest amount of talent at a young age they just they don't work as hard and they right. get in trouble and that's not everyone like there's right. yeah, some yeah. really talented people that do well but I feel like if you're yeah if you're like mm-hmm. a little bit less I'm not I'm not saying you weren't talented yeah, I'm saying yeah, yeah. like I, I, I got was, you know what I mean like I if, wasn't not, Zion or if you're not well. if you're not crazy fast you have to work hard in other places you know yeah but there we were blessed that there was people on our team that were very very talented and worked hard so yeah. like so it was great but yeah we had Will and Zion I can like they're, they're the ones that like I can think of they were just God was like yeah spilled the talent cup into into their bowls yeah they were great athletes and great dudes and it was good to see them like lift and mm-hmm. you know everything like that so as far as wrestling I was telling you I always tell Mitchell he needs to teach me how to wrestle because <laughs> It's so cool. Like I'm, I'm so into combat sports and like different disciplines, and I think wrestling is just you have to have, be such a strong-minded person to be able to wrestle and get through the practice and the conditioning and everything. You know, it's not it's not for everyone. So yeah, I think the biggest thing that makes combat sports a lot different from just about every other sport is the whole like weight cutting weight management part of it mm-hmm. like I, w- I would cut 20 like my junior senior and my freshman year in college I cut 20 pounds and like I obviously like I didn't have very much fat on my body so it was getting down to skin and bones like I think we could get down to seven percent body fat in high school and then I would think it was five in college and yeah. I think I got to the limit both time like in both in, in high school and in college um but yeah it was I think yeah I think that makes it the, the most difficult in my mind and then like you got to deal with that mentally and then there's the practices where you're cutting weight you're you're burning a thousand twelve hundred calories in a practice and you're barely taking that in like throughout the day just because you got to maintain your weight and suck it down and then like they're they're talking about doing um to fix that like in an international competition and like college competition they're talking about doing uh mat side weigh-ins which i think would solve that problem because like if you're like if i if i if i had to wrestle right off the right off the scale I would not be cutting 20 oh, pounds yeah. not 15 pounds I feel like 99.9% of guys internationally wouldn't be doing wouldn't be cutting that much weight either so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I think it's weight cutting is just all about and stuff like that is just all willpower and discipline and everything and I think that you can take that into if you do it in high school and stuff you can take that into the rest of your life as far as like um, you know being disciplined and mm-hmm. holding yourself accountable and stuff because if you hold like that, you're like, I have to lose this weight mm-hmm. or I'm not going to be able to compete or whatever. It's the, it's the same if you write down goals for yourself and everything. Like, dude, I got to get this done. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I feel like it's like it relates most like in – I forget what the word is. But like the the, the th- biggest thing I can par- compare it to is like budgeting. Like you got oh, to yeah. not spend this much money. You got to not take in this this amount of food. But yeah, it's it's difficult. And – <laughs> the funny like the funniest cutting story I've heard 
was one of my high school coaches, BJ, said that Joey Harrell, like, you, you know, Joey, oh, yeah. he, um, and I think it was in his freshman or sophomore year of high school, there was one, it was like the night before a tournament, and he was like, fuck it, I'm not wrestling. Like, I'm not, like, I'm not wrestling tomorrow, I'm not going to the tournament. And um, he told the coach, he was like, I'm not wrestling. And then Coach Ramsey called BJ and was like, dude, you got you to gotta get him under control. And he called Joey and told him, like, what, like, what's up? What's wrong with you? And Joey was like, I'm just not, I don't want to wrestle. There's no point. And then so BJ called him and said, run to the school. I'll meet you there. And then, like, you're going to lose his weight. Oof. Like, he talked him into it. And he said, he was like, I think he had to weigh 160. And he told BJ that he was 170. And then when he got to the school, he ran from his house to the school. And when he got to the school, he was like 170.8. So like he was probably like 174, 175. Yeah. Um, and that's all that like the night before he ran, got down to like 72 point something. And then he was like, you're going to sleep that off. So he sat like he they took him home, sat in the bath for a little bit. Um, and then he went to bed. And he like he had to lock all his cupboards that way Joey wouldn't get into it, to his cupboards or his refrigerator. Wow. And um, yeah, and then I think he woke up. He was seventy, or he had to, he had to be seventy two because the the weight allowance after Christmas. Um, but he was seventy. He had to be seventy two. I think he was seventy two point three in the morning, and he was like I think he weighed in seventy one point four something 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 like that. So like yeah. he cut a. a bunch of weight in that amount of time like it's it's insane how me- like mentally tough like at any point like he broke down and yeah. then was still able to like recover so like I think that shows just how mentally tough like you have to be if you want to be successful or, and be be a good wrestler so yeah that's awesome I'm always so um, curious as to what the cage side weigh in would be in MMA or re- like wrestling mm-hmm. if you weighed in right before like if you weigh in at weigh-ins and then come in and I'm always like what are they walking around in the cage at oh yeah like the one yeah. Joey's fight that we went to you were like dude I think he's like 170 pounds right now no 100% like and he, he weighed in, and he's the, a 155 yeah he weighed in I think 155 and I bet you he was probably 170 180 by the time because it was a it was day before weigh-in so you have 24 24 plus hours to rehydrate get all the fluids back and then because he said like he tells me how he does it and he cuts cuts the calories down and then like a week before that's when he starts cutting water out. Like he'll, yeah, I think he drinks um, two gallons a, a, a day until a week before. And then when there's, I think five or six days, he goes down to one gallon and then he just keeps on cutting it like each day. That way he's just cutting out the water weight. Cause that's, that's a huge part of the cut is, is, water. is water weight. That's nice. Especially with big cuts like that. Like he, he walks around like 220, 215 <laughs> and cuts to 155. Wow. He's crazy. I can't believe that dude. But yeah, he's nuts. Yeah, so a quote that plays into that weight cutting discipline stuff is from Jordan Burroughs and a you know more about him than me. Yeah. The Olympic wrestler. What what's his like he, story? So he um was like in a in a family like all everybody in his family is real athletic and he was just like the smallest and kind of like least standout athlete-ish of his family. Um went to high school. I think he only won one state title. I say only trash. Like, yeah, not very good. <laughs> um, and then I think he won one or two national titles. And then he obviously is, in my opinion, one of the best, if not the best wrestler of all, like American wrestler of all time. Um, he's won I think three or four world titles and a gold medal uh, at the Olympics. He has more gold medals 
like in, in worlds and Olympics than he does state titles. Like they mm-hmm. he like just the to be able to improve that much between like winning a state title compared to like winning a national title is like yeah. it's, it's a, a world of difference. And then winning like a national title to a world title is even crazier. Like there's national champs that go to and out at like an international tournament and it's not even like a world tournament. Like it's just an international tournament in Russia or France or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, and then Jordan, yeah, he's he's probably the only guy that can hit like a blast double from his knees and get it just about every single every single yeah. time. So what I think's cool about him too is um wrestling doesn't have that much glory you know it's not like football or basketball like when you get to the highest level of wrestling it's not like i mean i bet he makes a lot of money but yeah i mean the normal world-class wrestler isn't oh yeah making like they get paid i think they get paid from their their regional training center to wrestle for them and then they get whatever i think like stipends they get from um from america i think america is the only um like our olympic and like world teams are the only ones in one of the only ones in the world that aren't funded by their government. Like, the mm. government doesn't fund our athletics at all, and that's kind of, wow. the, I feel like it's kind of crazy just how good our, our athletics are. I know. That's what's crazy about the Olympics is it originally was, like, all amateur. Yeah. It's an amateur tournament right. or whatever, but so people are just doing it because they want to be great. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Anyway, the quote from him was, to get better, you have to step out of your comfort zone, and you can't do the same things you've always done and improve. And that reminds me of, like, Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result right. is the definition of insanity and stuff. I agree with that. Yeah. Because it's easy to get into a routine of not pushing yourself. Right. You know? Or, like, even if you are pushing yourself, like, you can do, if you do the same thing every day for 100 days straight, you're going to improve a lot, but, like, at the end, towards the end of it, you're going to plateau. You're, yeah, you're going to plateau. Um, and I feel like that, there's a guy named Kyle Snyder. He's pretty good at wrestling. He was a three time national champ. Ohio State guy? Yeah. Yeah. He wrestled. Um, wrestled for Ohio State, lost his his freshman year to a guy named Kyvid Gatson, just got caught, but I think he was winning the match at the time. Um, got caught in the, in the finals, and then won three in a row. Won a, I think his junior or senior year, he won a world title and an Olympic title and a national title in the same year. Like he was training, and like the difference between an international wrestling style, which is freestyle, like they're they're so different. My fr- like my first freestyle match, I got teched. And tech is only ten in freestyle, and it's fifteen in folk style. Folk style is like what they what most guys wrestle here in America. Mm. Um, freestyle and Greco are like the interna- international styles. And he like just training all both of those styles and the and the mixing them and, and knowing like which one you're in. Like sometimes like you're like in freestyle if you if you just expose your back a little bit that's two points. Like mm. automatically it's two points. And then that's in, crazy. in folk style it's like you got to get two swipes you're like you're, you gotta be on your back for two seconds to get any points it's like even like a half second exposure is two points in freestyle so like that that's a, it's a big difference it doesn't seem like it but like wrestling in it it's a it's yeah. a huge difference and that reminds me of jujitsu a lot because if you're if you make one mistake on the ground and you oh yeah and you yeah. like turn and give up your back and then you're done it's like mm-hmm. that you're done. Or, your, or your leg it's is over. like a half half inch too far outside yeah. like they're gonna they're gonna foot lock you but what I was getting to with Kyle Snyder was he trained at Ohio State, and, like, that's one of the best programs in the country. It's one of the best regional training centers in the country. He has um, one of the coaches, Travel Delognev, is was a, a world, like, I think an Olympic bronze medalist, and he's he was wrestled heavyweight for America. So, like, he's that's one of the best guys that you can drill with all the time, and they brought other guys in 
Um, but he ended up leaving just because like he I, he didn't think that he was where he needed to be. Mm-hmm. So he went to Penn State and started training there with like Cale Sanderson, uh, Bo Nickel, and all like just all the guys that they got. And they, I think that moved a recruit too that Ohio State had to Penn State. Greg, I think Kirk Levitt was like the number one overall recruit. And he, w- he went to Ohio State. And then when Kyle Snyder left Ohio State, he went to Penn State and followed him there. So I think that was mm-hmm. like it, just trying to change it up and get – get different partners in the room, get different perspectives of wrestling can help, like, in, in any position, really. Yeah, that's what, yeah, if you have the same training partners and the same feedback, mm-hmm. every... Like, the same reaction Every to, time you to, train, to then shot. it's not... Yeah. Right. It's the same as if you do, yeah, the same exact upper body workout every mm-hmm. time you do it, then... Yeah. So, you know way more than me about wrestling, obviously, but <laughs> for... How do you think that Khabib would do in these, in these tournaments, like, against guys like Jordan Burrow and stuff because I don't know what his style is called. Yeah, if it's freestyle or whatever his, it is. I think his would be freestyle. Because um, it's obviously a lot different too. Because a lot of what he does is pushing guys against a cage, right, and yeah, dumping yeah. them on the ground. But but he also has a super fast shot right. and everything. So how do, how do you think he would do against these dudes? I think he would do pretty well because I. It's hard. I, think I was say. watching a podcast or something, um, and someone said that he was he was watching him spar and drill with. I can't remember the dude's name from Penn State. He was real good. I saw him um, with like the number one high school wrestler in the country. Yeah, he in was the country. duking on him, which is I mean, he's a high schooler, right, but right. But um, he was like wrestling like a three-time national champ and just beating him up. And I'm pretty sure the guy was like 174, and Khabib fights at like 155. Mm-hmm. So like that's I think I think he would do just fine. Just like I I think I think that'd be a, a good option for him. Just to even if like if he doesn't want to fight, like he he can wrestle because like I think he could win like a world title like legit he's he's that good yeah when when i think about guys like khabib and we're gonna talk about the super bowl tom brady i'm like i always think about like athletes that i'm gonna that i'm gonna tell my kids about and (laughs) stuff like i got to watch i got to watch khabib i got to watch tom brady lebron i got to watch mike tyson when he was super old like (laughs) you know what i mean yeah that was i'm like that khabib's one of those dudes that is just relentless i mean he all he cares about is Oh, he cares about his family a lot, and he just is always hungry to be the best in the world, and he is. That's that's like a big Russian thing too. Like the Russians, like they don't they don't go to school. They they train. Yeah. Like three times a day. Even like the five and six year olds. Like they're like our five and six year olds in America would get slaughtered by like a Russian. Yeah, that's like crazy. a Russian group. Like they're they're insane. That's all. That's all they do is wrestle or whatever, whatever their um, like whatever their hobby is or whatever it is. Yeah. So. Wrestling bears, that's also yeah. a thing. Yeah, it, that's the thing in America, too. One of, one of our coaches, Colin Palmer, wrestled bears, him and his brother. Um, their dad, they call him Wayne the Pain. <laughs> uh, Lance and, and Colin Palmer. Lance fights MMA now. Um, but Colin got MRSA, like, on his spinal cord. Ooh. So he, and he had to have surgery on that. So, like, he was done. He had to retire, like, real early before he even, I think, wrestled a college match. Um, but Lance ended up winning... I think one Big Ten title and a national didn't win a national title. He lost to Brent Metcalf, I think, his senior year. But yeah, like they had the Russell Bears, and like he said, it was just crazy. They went to St. Ed's, and St. Ed's is like a not like a state national powerhouse and and just about everything. So. Yeah, I was gonna say multiple sports. Yeah. Well, I can't imagine wrestling no. a bear. No, that'd be scary. But yeah, <laughs> get, getting into Tom Brady and the Super Bowl and everything. What do you think of? the game last night I think it was the, like a, the Buccaneers 
beat the Chiefs in Super Bowl 55 they, last night. They kind of... Tom Brady, Super Bowl MVP for the right. fifth time, Super Bowl champion for the seventh time, most ever, and first ever home game for a Super Bowl team. Yeah, I don't think that should be allowed. This brand new team. I don't think that should be allowed. And, yeah. I thought the stands were packed and it was all yeah. cardboard people. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. No, I like when I came down, because I came down right before the kickoff, I came downstairs... And I looked in this, like, I saw the stands, and I was like, is COVID, like, no longer a thing? Like, why are the stands full? And they were like, oh, that, those are, like, all cardboard. There's only 25,000 people in there. I so wonder how much crazy. they paid. That I know at Ohio State, it's, like, 50 bucks to yeah, get I think, your cardboard. I think they said it was, like, 100 bucks <laughs> per, like, per head. Like, they didn't even zoom bucks. in on right. any of them. Right. They didn't even, like, show them. But, yeah, I think I think Tom Brady was, like, just a, like an he, – I think he's the ultimate game manager – and just knows the game so well, like inside and out. I don't think he's the goat, but, and I'll I'll die on that hill. Like I'm, I don't think he's the goat. Who do you think? I don't think like in foot like in a sport like in football. Football is so hard. Like I don't think you can because like in basketball like you play both sides. In baseball you play both sides. Like you play offense and defense. But, like in football he only plays one side of the ball, yeah. and only does one thing on that side of the ball. So like I don't know. I yeah, don't if know you're if you one can of pick one. If you're one of twenty two players, it's so hard to impact the game every single game like yeah. take over a game as one player but in right. basketball one of five players on the whole team instead of one of 22 right. offense and defense it's easier can, to make a huge right. impact like you can you can go down block a shot and then go go bang a three and and iso you can right. do iso every single right. play and be one on one with someone right like you can legitimately be the only guy scoring and the only guy <laughs> defending somebody I've the whole seen game it. yeah <laughs> <laughs> lebron james did it like freaking three times against the Warriors. I remember when I was a kid watching a high school game. This guy had like twenty three of twenty six first half points for Licking Heights. That's crazy. It was the coolest That's thing insane. I've ever seen. Our our basketball teams uh, like they've got like fifteen wins in a row, dude. Dude, like they're I they're I've been good. hearing the radio scores on the way mm-hmm. to work, and I'm like, they are doing it, man. Yeah, and then like I I, I think the biggest difference like between Heights, and like a lot of the um like OCC schools is like just the athletes that they have I walked by like one of the practices we got some like tall dudes like 6'4 six, 6'5 six, like all the way around like they're that's good they're to huge. hear I wish they would play football but yeah that's a different story yeah but like you said Patrick Mahomes he's gonna be a good for a long time he and is. I think he's gonna be in a lot more Super Bowls but last night I don't know if he I mean he didn't play great but I think he just was so pressured, and yeah. Tampa Bay had such a good they were, game plan that was he was forward. running around, but running 15 yards behind the line of scrimmage and doing a 360 and throwing yeah. the ball. Like, and he, there were a few times where he still almost completed the pass. Probably. Like, they were still on the money. Right. Like, yeah, I think Pat Mahomes will be the goat of quarterbacks. Like I don't, I don't, I don't even think Tom Brady's like the, the best quarterback of all time. Like, I, I <laughs> okay, yeah. but dude, now it's hard to say. <laughs> yeah. Like this game, I think was big because if. If the Chiefs would have won, they probably would have said, oh, Brady was old, whatever. Right, like, he still won right, the right. most Super Bowls. But then eventually, if Patrick Mahomes kept winning them, it's like, oh, well, he beat Brady and he's won yeah. more times. But yeah. now they're if Patrick Mahomes wins five more Super Bowls, they're still going to be like, oh, well, Tom Brady, Tom Brady him played him head-to-head. Yeah. So that's going to be tough. But yeah. I think he's very, very skilled. He's he's like has more ball skills than I think he, like, Brady. His, yeah, I think like the intangibles that he brings. Like I'm not – I think game knowledge is something that Brady has that, like, is 
so much better than ninety yeah. percent of other guys, and I think that's something like you can gain. Like you can't really gain arm arm talent or like yeah, just like I mean, you can get stronger, like, yeah, but you right. can't do right. this. Yeah, you can't like zip it across the field like with a flick of a wrist, like like he does. Yeah, Tom like Tom Brady's game knowledge and like knowing where the ball needs to be, where it needs to be, like when it needs to be there. Like it's it's insane. He has so many haters, man. Like, yeah, I'm one everyone of them. I, I'm one of them. <laughs> every, oh, yeah, I forgot. But literally everyone I know on Facebook and everyone I talk to is like, I hope Tom Brady gets yeah. creamed. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, like, I, don't, I don't like him. But I just appreciate – I try to appreciate greatness. I used to get really, like – I used to really not like, like, some top people in mm-hmm. sports. Like, Yeah. And now I'm just – I try I to appreciate it, both yeah. sides and everything, but – I used to not like like I LeBron, but then I was like, he, like there's zero off court problems with him. Like he he does stuff in his that's community. crazy like, he too. He does he does nothing wrong per se. Like he no like he never gets in trouble. Yeah, he's under the biggest microscope ever. He gets so much hate too. That's why him and Tom Brady are kind of like friends, and they say they're mm-hmm. older for their sports, and they're still at the very very top. Yeah, and they've both been playing at the highest level in the whole world. The, right. Like the highest right. level of competition there is in basketball and football. Yeah. That's what people don't realize when they criticize these people so much. It's like they're playing against the very, very yeah. best. Like if you say someone sucks in the NFL, like players in the eh, whole sport, do they really suck, or are they just like not yeah. as good as everybody is around them? Yeah. So those top tier dudes get so much heat. It's the same with um, UFC too. If someone loses, it's like you realize right. that it's the very, very best cage mm-hmm. fighters in the entire world. Yeah getting together and competing and then like even if like you're an amateur guy if you got a hard punch if you land one punch like on conor mcgregor like dustin poirier whoever it is like yeah. you land one punch you can knock him out and like that's it yeah like, you win so like and that that's like a sport i think ufc that's also why it, like it makes combat sports so hard like there's there's things that you can do to end it like that like like you can pin somebody in wrestling you can submit somebody in jiu-jitsu like you get one one submission in jiu-jitsu like you win you can beat the world the world guy that's why right i think being at the top is so difficult because you have to be in perfect position and perfect every second yeah like you like one second out of position and like a a a well-timed punch or like a well-timed shot or whatever can can end you really like it it can be over just like that so and you can be doing perfect and still get knocked out like we just watched um, Frankie Edgar versus Corey Sanhagen the other night and Frankie Edgar goes out there he looks really good it was a 28 second fight but he looked really good and then Corey Sanhagen just jumped and kneed him right in the face and he was like his lights were Lim- out immediately Lim- and there's nothing I mean he could have like had his distance and all that right. stuff but I'm like if you look at that fight I watched it like a hundred times and I'm like <laughs> if he he jumps up and his lights are off like yeah. he's unconscious so what are you gonna like what can you do you, yeah like so. once it, once you get hit, like there's not like in football, like if you give up like a hundred yard play, like you can go score three more times and be up two touchdowns. Like if you get, if the touchdown scores like in UFC or like a combat sport, like it's over. Like it's done. done. Yeah, there's no coming back from it. So. And that's what I think is so fun about watching it is there's it can end at any second and the like any yeah and any like any given match you can be you can be done. Like and the consequences are so dire. It's right. Like if someone messes up, it's like yeah done. Yeah. So yeah, um, how do you think you've taken your? Oh, <laughs> drop my mic. How do you think you've taken your coaching and? How do you think you've taken your playing experience and brought it into your, coaching and what and being a younger coach, how's your style been coaching? 
I think like it's more like a, I coached freshmen. I was the freshman defensive coordinator at Heights, and then I coached. Um, I'm technically like the head middle school coach, but I coached from like middle school all the way up to high school. Um, but like I think like I have a a, a pretty good relationship with the, with the kids because I'm like around their age, like I know what they're going through, like in this mm-hmm. time at their age, like I was in high school two years ago. Yeah. Um, but I think like being in the game so recently, um, and being like my size, like I can kind of give them some insight. Like you're not like our kids are never the biggest kids or like the strongest kids. So I can give them like do this. Like if your if your fundamentals are good, then you're gonna you're gonna be just fine. You just gotta make sure you're working as hard as you can, doing everything you gotta do. Yeah. Um, and you're a guy that, like, walks the walk with them, too. I'm sure, like, it's always good to see a coach get in there and do stuff. Like, I'm sure you, like, show oh, them yeah. show them how to do yeah. things, do it with them, and, you yeah. know, throw yeah. them around a little bit. Especially, like, with wrestling. Like, you got to, like, to coach, like, to be a good coach, there's not a single coach in college that doesn't wrestle with his guys. Like, John Smith, Kale Sanderson, Tom Ryan, Tom Brands, T- Terry Brands, like, they all wrestle with their kids, and, like, they – they show them like if you do this, this is gonna happen. Like yeah. I, and um, and and high and football, you can do that, but you can't to really an extent. right. Like you can you can show them like on film, but like you can't really do it to them. Yeah. If you, like if that makes sense. I think our generation learns the best too from seeing someone else do it first. Yeah. And yeah. then trying it out and doing it, and yeah. it takes a lot of patience. And you've been through, you've seen a lot of coaches in a lot of different styles, so I'm sure mm-hmm. it's cool to. Have your own style and right. bring those yeah. things into I've, coaching. I've been coached by like a lot of people. Yeah, like I I got I was coached. I, I trained at um, an Ohio State coach. The guy he cornered Snyder for his um, I think his second national championship. He was in the corner for him. Um, I trained at his house like for all, like all summer going into my senior year. Um, and there was he came to our high school and and like ran practices like once or twice a week my junior year and then asked me if like I want to come train with him at, at his house um, and in one of my matches I think my junior year he was at the tournament and like started coaching me. I thought that was so cool I was like I got an Ohio State coach coaching me right now in this match I ended up winning the match um, but I think one one or two um, like it was a real co- close match um, but yeah that, that like that guy's name was Ross Thatcher he's one of the best coaches in the country like he coached Kyle Snyder he was like a personal coach for him he coached it um, at Oklahoma and Penn State, which are like another two of the top programs in the country. He wrestled at Penn State, um, so yeah, like I've been I've been coached by like even like Wyatt's dad. Like he's what isn't at that level, but like he has his knowledge of wrestling, like his his style of wrestling and his style of coaching. So like I've I've been coached by by so many different guys. Mm-hmm. I think that helps me not only like as a wrestler, but like as a as a, as a coach now. So. Yeah. And I think the mentor side of it, like I think the best coaches or the best life coaches or mentors or whoever people look up to, it's being able to talk to people, being able to talk to people and... And getting their perspective, yeah. Yeah, get their perspective and give them advice on stuff and approach it the right way, you know. I've had so many people like coaches and just guys that I know that have way more life experience than me and, and firefighting like instructors and everything that you don't realize like how much those experiences, those little conversations stick around. Yeah. And I'm sure like we remember a, a lot of conversations that coaches have had with, with us growing up <laughs> and now it's cool that, yeah, good <laughs> and bad, but it's good that we're at an age already. We're very young, but 
we're at an age where we can already start giving back to give people those experiences that we got. Yeah, I think like a, a big part of it too is like you can talk to so many people and get like all their perspectives, but like if you're like bullheaded and and like have your your mindset and your mindset only, like you, and you don't understand what they're saying, like understand where they're coming from, like I that it can be kind of yeah. like you can, you can be coached by a hundred people, like if you only hear one or two, or like you only listen to your own voice, like that's that's a huge part of it is being able to understand where other people are coming from and where other people like where where they stand like they're understanding their perspective not just hearing it and that that goes back to stepping out of your comfort zone because if you're a coach and you're strong-minded on this is the way we have to do things and you never experiment then you're never gonna get better you know because there has to be a way to look at it like we're practicing the same way every year every practice we do the same thing and then we're losing some we're winning some it's like okay let's talk about why we're not like why we're not getting better yeah yeah there's there's a lot of stuff um that plays into that like if like and especially in wrestling i've noticed that like if you watch not just yourself like i've watched myself like a hundred times after high school just trying to figure out like what i could have done in like this match um to have won that match or to win that match by more points or like tech this kid pin that kid um but, like, watching not only your own film, but, like, other guys. Like, I watch Kyle Snyder all the time. I watch Jordan Burroughs all the time. David Taylor, Logan Stever. Like, I watch a bunch of guys um, just to, like, get how, how they wrestle. And there's little clips. Um, there's a, a company, like, I think I think it's Flow Wrestling. They do, like, a whole bunch of stories with wrestling. Like, they, they broadcast wrestling. Like, they're the voice of wrestling, basically. They're YouTube. Cool. Yeah. Um, for, like, America. And they have a guy, I think it's, like, Mike Mal, Malchino, something like that that does um it's called inside the dirt and like it's a clip of wrestling where a dude just like does something like that even either like you've never seen before like it's like insanely like technical and like really uh, small adjustment um and like i watch those like i've i've used two or three of them in a match like watching that film not just yourself like can can help you i feel like it can help you in like a lot of other sports just having that like in the back of your mind dude that what's great about um the media now is you there's so many resources to go and get better at whatever it is you do like mm-hmm. that reminded me instantly of there's this thing on youtube called fire en- fire engineering training minutes and it's the same thing like little like instructors saying little things about firefighting that like right. i've never that i've never right. thought of and then i catch myself like trying Using to use that. it yeah. and there's there's value from people on mm-hmm everywhere in whatever field it is that you do and there's it's cool you can pick up little things from everyone and then mold it into right whatever you do like urban meyer says he talks about getting nuggets you know yeah like picking up picking up little little pieces but and that's what's cool about the podcast we can i try to get people's different people on here perspectives right now i'm just kind of getting people that are really close to me but eventually i want to try to get you know people from Mm -hmm. all walks of life to try to see how they see stuff. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I I I was like talking to my sister about starting a podcast, like just doing just for just. Oh for yeah, fun. I remember seeing it all there. Yeah, like, I think she did. She did like a poll asking like people if, if they wanted to see a podcast with me and her. I think that would, would just be stupid. Like it would be funny, but like, <laughs> we would talk about like nonsense stuff, like stupid stuff. It would be funny though. It'd be fun. Yeah, that's what's cool though is you can do, like I'm doing it exactly the way I want to do it, and there's no. Like, there's no one telling me how to do it, so that's the most fun. And, you know, like, people around you will support you, and then it's just yeah. a good, it's a good hobby. Right, and you got, you got like, friends that will come on, like, 
Gavin, Wyatt, me, mm-hmm. like a whole bunch of dudes, like TJ. So it helps. Yeah, it's fun. I, it's just crazy that I'm finally doing it. I think you mm-hmm. should do it too. I, I can teach you how to do it. I want to do it. Cause I, do it. I just got to get the money, like to buy the mic and shit. So. Yeah, I mean, you can. There's mics that you can get for. For cheap. Yeah, like it doesn't take much. My first episode with the most views was used my microphone. I mean, my <laughs> laptop <laughs> microphone. It sounded terrible, but. Yeah, I listened to that one. It was a lot. Like the the noise quality was. <laughs> it's a like lot. crackled. Yeah, it was like you're talking on the phone with somebody. Yeah, but there. I look at stuff all the time. I'm like, yeah, I want to have a studio. And stuff, <laughs> but. Yeah. Joe Rogan Joe Rogan Studios nuts even the one, like the one he did in Houston people don't like his new one do you like it the I think red it's cool one? like I feel like it's it's his studio like he did it the way he wanted to do it yeah. so I think it looks cool I don't, I don't really think it matters to me like I don't, I don't yeah. really watch him on YouTube so I, I just mostly listen to him so it's a very interesting like artwork that he likes yeah you know, like the yeah. Buddha statues and all this stuff and, like the alien stuff he's he's so crazy he's bro. different man he's that's nuts. what that's why he has such a big following, I think, is he just does things the way he wants, mm-hmm. and they're very, very unorthodox. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's like, he's, I think, when I started listening to him, like, I I thought he was just, like, a and like a UFC analyst. I didn't know, I had no clue he was a comedian. Had yeah, that's no his clue. main thing. Yeah, like, I had no clue about that. And I watched his first one. <laughs> it was so funny, dude. He was talking about... The um, very first episode? No, no, uh, like one of one of his um, his standups, the one like one of the uh, specials on Netflix. It was so funny. He was talking about like how like men are just one hundred percent physically superior like to women and stuff. He was oh talking gosh. about the one time um, they put like a woman. She was like guarding the White House or something, and he was like, "That was the one time it got broken into." Like in the entire history, when Obama was president, um, was like the one time it got broken into, and it was when it was a woman was one of, was one of the guards like there were obviously other people she wasn't the only one but yeah he was like that that's kind of funny it's kind of ironic i think what he he talks a lot about on there about comedy like old school comedy people just need to realize that they're not ever trying to hurt people's feelings yeah and they're not right. ever trying to you know they're say the, say the laugh. wrong thing but they're saying things that people they know they'll get a funny reaction from people right and like Going like what you just said about the female thing, he's went back and he said great things about right female he, fighters right and all that, that stuff. He said that like his favorite, his two favorite people in the world are women, like his wife and his daughter. So yeah, but and then he said like I don't want them guarding the White House either. Right, you know exactly. But so. yeah, he, I think that's just so huge with comedy. People, I I don't like when I see people get like ridiculed for saying a certain thing right. I mean and like it gets to a point yeah, where there's, there's an extent being a bad person but, right <laughs> you know I think it's it's good when you can listen to something objectively and not get offended and right people listen to it for entertainment so if you don't like it then right. don't right they're, like, they're, it, they're, so. they're telling jokes like they're yeah. jokes like 100% jokes like they don't they don't mean what they're saying they're, yeah. they're trying to make you laugh and get a, a funny reaction out of you so and the funniest things are like if you agree with every single thing that comedian says then you're weird right and exactly I think that when I listen to comedy and I'll hear something I'm like ooh like <laughs> the ones that really bad. make you cringe like yeah make you want to go to church those oh are the ones God. that you know those are <laughs> yeah. the ones that get people laugh and that's why they have a big following but yeah. Tosh.0's comedy is 
Ruthless. Funny. Yes, it's awful, dude. It's it's ridiculous. I forget what stand like I don't know what stand up it was, but it it was it was pretty bad. It was it was funny though. Yeah. I mean, that's real comedy, man. Like think about like just just guys sitting around talking. They like make that into a career. Yeah. And think yeah. about the funniest things and like they put a lot of work into it, so Yeah, like they and they like go from like one angle like and they bounce it off of stuff until like the punchline. Like I don't I don't know how they think of like, okay, when this when I say this, I'm gonna say this right after. Yeah. I was say that. I was watching I Ron White and he said a couple things in the beginning of the show. I forget what it's called. It's called like a little bit unprofessional or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's on Hulu. And he said a couple things at the beginning of the show that weren't that funny. Yeah. But I was like, haha. Like, they were just like little <laughs> weird jokes. Right. And then he told all these different stories that just tied together. Yes. And then he brought yeah. all of the <laughs> stuff from the beginning back and started putting it in, like, yeah. r- one after another. I was like, it was really like art. Oh, I'm yeah. like, that is so yeah, I don't crazy. Know how, like, I, like, I had no idea how like difficult that would be. And then, like, listening to his podcast. And then just like listening to like some comedians, like they're like, oh, I'm almost done with this joke, and like they've been talking for five minutes. Like, how did you plan that out? Like they plan, they plan in like the laughter breaks. Like when you laugh, like, they're like, okay, they're gonna laugh right here, and then I'm gonna yeah. make them laugh again. Like, That's what's weird. so hard about the um, virtual comedy shows I've heard. Yeah, as you just gotta go one joke after yes. another after another. Yeah, because there's no time to. Right. Sit and there and like, react with the crowd. You can't feed off of them either. Like, I feel like their energy. Yeah. The best thing I got, the best thing about live comedy when I was there is grilling people up front, yeah. you know, like yeah. reacting with the crowd <laughs> and just instant wit- witty people that yeah. are able to interact, you know. Did you see the one, um, it was like a real short clip and he gave himself, like he gave a guy like a, a thing of confetti and he was like, when you think it's a, like a good time to put this off, set it off. And then like, five minutes later he was like like my mom got diagnosed with cancer or something and then that's when the dude set the confetti up oh and like gosh. everybody was like oh my goodness did he tell him to do it no no like he told oh. him like whenever you want to do it like whenever you think the time's right like set this set this thing off yeah man and I, I think sometimes you just have to like if you're going through something tough or like when I sometimes like if I'm if, if, sorry I can't talk <laughs> If I'm in a bad mood or something, I'll watch a comedy special and it just it's a good way yeah. to disconnect and Yeah. If I like people that talk about every single kind of person there is. Yeah. If it's like not like ethnicity, but right. people that yeah, talk yeah. about like oh, people that do this know, or do that, yeah. People that are crazy right when they wake up or right. <laughs> lazy people or, you know, even like people that like work hard. They're like, "Why are you working so hard?" Like, stop working hard. Yeah, talking about tryhards and stuff. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, man. It's crazy. What are you doing today? After this? I have no clue. Practice. There's no practice today. And then I work at a dog kennel. This one? Yeah, the All Tails. All Tails are wagging. Nice. Um, I don't know where my dog's at right now. (laughs) I've been working there, like, a little over a year. And I actually severed like my ten a tendon a nerve and an artery in my thumb when Ooh. I was working there one time and Dog I bit had, you? No, like I was okay, so I, I was doing maintenance stuff and I was like trying to spread gravel and there was a bunny that ran out like in one of the yards and I was like I don't want like one of the dogs to get it or like it to get stuck back here and end up dying and then like a dog eating it or like getting like a disease from it. So mm. I tried to get it and it like ran in between one of the fences and it's like a wood panel fence and a steel panel fence. 
um, like in, and it was like in between them and I was looking over top of them and when it ran out I came down and like the steel panel fence cut my thumb open and I it just started gushing blood it was it was so bad I had, how long I had, ago was that I that think was I remember in July okay that was, yeah that I was think in July. I remember seeing that yeah and then I had to have surgery I think two days after and then I had surgery like two months ago on it to try and because like I, I had like I could bend it that much like it was mm. it was ridiculous and now like they just loosened up the scar tissue a little bit so yeah, that was. Sorry, I was about to laugh. That's fun. that's a that's a bad story, but yeah. All I could think of just then was the time that you got that. So side story: Mitchell has like the worst sunburns of all time. Oh my god! And bro. in football practice, and stuff. I I just remember seeing him with your whole entire back was just yes. like it just Peeling looks like someone like threw hot burns. oil all yeah. over you. Oh. Yeah, it was like third degree burns. That was awful. <laughs> that sucked, especially with shoulder pads. I was like walking weird and then my mom told me like we had I think exfoliating stuff in the shower and she was like use this stuff like put it on there and uh, it'll it'll like take the like the top layer of skin off and try and help it heal and I thought she meant put it on like a wash rag and it had like sand in it and scrub it and I was sitting there in the shower bawling my eyes out like I was <laughs> crying terrible. so hard and and I came out of the shower there were tears like I was oh my gosh I was there were tears running down my face and I walked up to my mom I was like that hurt so bad and she was like what'd you do and then she was like yeah you did it wrong you were, you just had to put it on there you didn't have yeah. to scrub it I was like I'm dude I have idiot. so many memories from like two days and stuff like that I just remember we'd go out and be in the sun all day and then go get under the squat bar mm-hmm. and just have sunburn yeah. right there and be like ah, ah, yeah. yeah so and then, like just being outside like not even for the two days like you guys never wore shirts. I always had to wear a shirt under my pads. Like you guys never. We wore never shirts wore shirts under your pads. Oh, uh, I don't. I don't think I did either. Yeah, no, I I had to. I couldn't. Couldn't have like that. Oh, uh, the th- through the jersey. Yeah. 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 No. I got some nasty, um, like marks from not wearing a shirt under my mm-hmm. practice jersey. Like getting. Oh yeah. Because you forget your whole like there was nothing protecting my ribs yeah, right. at all. It was just skin and like. Yeah. A little mesh, Ugh. and I would just get cracked in the ribs and be like, Ugh. especially on our on our rock field, like, yeah. yeah, that was bad. When it was cold outside, our field barely had any grass on it. Our practice field, and we were just falling on that was yeah. different. There was like I think it was the first rain like rainy practice of the year. I was I was on scout team, and Brody was the quarterback, and he like I ran a slip, and he dumped it off to me, and it was a high mm. pass, and I knew like Spencer Shell was on this he side. He set you up. Playing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why am I trying to catch this football right now? I went up and caught it, and I got blasted into the freaking like that. Like started the practice off, and I was like, why am I the one that just got yeah destroyed? Dude, I used to love when we'd go out there and warm up. Me and you would always be the one. We'd always throw. <laughs> we'd always pick a partner to throw the football with. We tried to hit the. And then and it stuff. turned into <laughs> us not throwing the football to each other. We would just try to hit the goalpost, yes. like the crossbar on the goalpost, <laughs> for like 15 minutes before practice. That was fun. Then we got yelled at by Coach Boyer. You remember that? Coach Boyer like pulled us aside and he was like, "You guys are supposed to be leaders. Like, why are you guys messing around?" And like, we're not messing around. We're like, we're doing it. We're throwing the football. It happens, man. We're kids. Yeah. It was fun. Sure. But yeah, it was it was weird. Like looking at senior year when everyone's looking at us to yeah be the leaders of the team now. Yeah. Or then. And like, what's like really weird about it is. In high school and like literally my entire life, like I was always like didn't want to say anything. Like I just wanted to 
go to work, like just do your Santa, stuff and like, not say it, not say a word, like not be like that dude that's like the voice, like the mouthpiece of the team. Yeah. And then now, like, especially like in football, like Wallen told me in the St. Charles game that that game was crazy, but like he was like, I know this is like kind of out of your comfort zone, but like I need you to be like the hype man, like it was so dead, like you could hear a pin drop in there. What year? This year, this past year when we played St. Charles, like oh. it was the last game, and we had like a, um, we were up, we were down twenty eight three. Coaching. Yeah, right. yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were down twenty eight three, and ended up no, it was twenty eight ten, and ended up coming back and it winning thirty one to twenty eight because yeah. they they like their kicker was absolutely insane. Like he was good, he could make like a fifty yarder, and then um, one of our smallest kids, Jonah Hain, he's a sophomore, um, went up and blocked it. And like just just got a hand barely on it, and it, but it was just enough to make a miss. It was so crazy after that game. But yeah, like coaching like brings. I th- I don't know if it's like coaching or if it's like me like maturing as a person. Like I found my voice. Like I can be like a vocal leader and not just yeah. like show guys what to do. I can tell them what to do. Yeah. So. Yeah, getting life experience, like we said earlier, you're able to share that with younger people and yeah. people around you. I have so many people that I see are vocal leaders, but they also do the do everything that they're preaching. You know, that's yeah. the best kind of leader is a mix of not someone who's just talking all the time and not right. doing the stuff that they're wanting you to do. You know, people that are in there, yeah, doing it with you. Yeah. I How's that like new weight room? It's not very big. It's it looks really sweet. The, the picture the of it room looks or the huge. Wrestling room? I don't the weight room, the one with all the racks in it. I don't think I've. I, like I, I saw it and there were like four racks in there and it was just not like I, I was so underwhelmed by it. Really? Yeah. Like and it, it was sweet like walking up to it because it's like right behind the bleachers in the gym like the top rack like top set of bleachers. Yeah. And like you, it, there's like a big window and like in the in the weight room you you can see into the, the ox gym. But like I was I like I saw it and I was like that's kind of not what I was expecting. But I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I was looking at the right thing. We might have two weight rooms to be honest. Is it this one? Yeah, yeah. Like I saw, like it. That makes it look a lot bigger than really. It is. Yeah, yeah. I was really underwhelmed. Wow. This school is insane, though. Like it's huge. Yeah, I want to go inside of it. Like the cafeteria looks like High School Musical. Like, it, like <laughs> it's, it's got like a like that staircase and everything. High School Musical. And it's got like couches, like not even like chairs. Like it's got like like couches and like a like a booth basically, like for like in a restaurant. It's it's pretty cool. Wow. Well, I'm glad that they got to build that right after we graduated. Exactly. That was so nice. Yeah, oh, so nice of them. I'm just kidding. That, it's cool that we can say we went to the old high school. Yeah. Which like is back in my day, that was not the high school. Yeah, I like going there. Our senior year it was really crowded. Yeah, I didn't. I like. I didn't have a big problem with it because I was like one of those kids that like didn't talk to anybody in the halls. Like I went to my class and like talked to kids that were in that class. Yeah. But like I like I didn't go. I didn't have any anyone to, like. I'm gonna go like here and meet them and like talk talk about this that and the other. Yeah. And then and then go to my class. Like I I was in my class on time almost every time. So. Yeah, I used to have a me and Leland used to have like plans. We'd be like, all right, we're gonna meet after third period, after sixth period, <laughs> and I'll see you at the end of the day before we get you know. Yeah. It was funny, but. Yeah, I never really had a significant other in high school, so I didn't have to worry about that. You had me. I'm glad that <laughs> I'm glad we got to go to a very um, diverse school. Yeah. Because Leland was talking to me about that too. Like I want my kids to go to a school that has a lot of different 
types of people, you know? Yeah. Like, like I, and a, a lot of people, like, when you say Lincoln Heights, they're like, oh, cornfields and, and rednecks. Like, no. There's a lot of different people that go there. And yeah. I would not know that much about any cultures if I didn't go there. Right. Seriously. Because, yeah. I mean, it's not any other school's fault if that just happens yeah. to be, there's only That's one. Just like, the, the area. Like, race or culture or religion that lives there. But I'm right. glad we had a lot of different. I got to learn a lot from mm-hmm. other people about well, not like not even like from the school like from the, the actual kids like that were that were part like of those like ethnic groups religious groups like whatever it was yeah and the the teachers did a they would try to incorporate that yeah. and yeah, talk yeah. about it too right so yeah well this has been fun I can't believe we've been talking for 52 minutes that's a long time and the first time we recorded we kept having to start over because <laughs> I couldn't talk <laughs> But, yeah, thank you guys for listening. It's been fun. Um, Comment some topics you want us to talk about and whoever you want me to be on here with. I've had a lot of people reach out to me and I keep, like, forgetting who I said is going to be on it. And I, it's, but it's fun. This is what, this is what I wanted it to be like. And, um, yeah. Yeah, I saw you had the the UFC guy on here. Like, I saw that and I was like, yeah, like, that's pretty because I DM'd him, <laughs> but yeah, that's that was cool. I'm gonna, just, I don't know how much I'm gonna try to, like, get people like that, but mm-hmm. yeah, it was cool. I texted Wyatt. I was like, dude, sorry, I'm gonna do another episode before we do ours because this guy mm-hmm. messaged me back. But yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I've been trying to. Get, it'll be cool to interview people too that I don't know. Right. Eventually. Yeah. It's like you can learn a little, a little bit about him. And yeah, so. Episode 8. Happy Monday, everyone. Let's. Is it Monday? Yeah, it's Monday. Happy <laughs> Monday, everyone. Thank God it's Monday. Yeah. So, Some ET shit. Let's have a great week. And, yeah, thank you guys for watching. Remember to subscribe on YouTube and follow on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I don't know that much about Apple and Spotify, but mm-hmm. I think you can follow people. And I think you can leave a five-star review. <laughs> Do it. And I remember Logan Paul said, he's like, if it's not, you can leave a review, but if it's not five stars, then I don't want it. Right. So, yeah, <laughs> leave a review if it's five stars, and if it's not, then don't. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, yeah, this has been really fun, and thank you for listening to me ramble and talk with my homie here. About random stuff. So, Mitchell Coltis, coaching extraordinaire (laughs) thanks man appreciate it signing off